The Darkhives are a collection of the paranormal, the occult, the unusual, and the strange tales from all around this world and others. This podcast contains mature themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dark Ives. Happy belated Thanksgiving, and thank you for joining me for file number 7. If you want to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of the night, then you came to the right place. Today, we will be discussing black dog apparitions and hellhounds. Dogs have long been associated with the afterlife and the underworld, especially black dogs. Typically considered to be guardians of liminal spaces like crossroads, graveyards, and places of execution. Along with black cats, ravens, and owls, they are considered bad luck, and seeing one can mean an omen of death. Many people claim that dogs have a sixth sense and are able to see the spirits of the dead. In fact, one of the indicators you may have a haunted house is whether or not your dog is acting unusual. However, we are not talking about those kinds of dogs today, and we aren't even talking about the ghost of any old dog either. We are talking about massive, shadowy, canine-like demons. But before we creep up on the topic of this episode, I would ask that you reach out to me on social media. You can find The Dark Eyes on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with username at TheDarkEyesCast. And you can also check out TheDarkEyes.com where my episodes will also be posted. I have also placed timestamps for each section of this episode in the show description. Many people have reported large black demonic dogs all over the world. The difference between a black dog and a hellhound is a little pedantic in my opinion. People in the paranormal community can be a little uptight about what is what and can be very specific about details. I guess the term hellhound is a bit more mythological. But I mean, if you saw a big scary ghost dog, how would you have any way of knowing it was really related to hell or not? And they're all described the same way anyways. I guess hellhound is just a cool word. Hellhounds guard the underworld in Greek mythology, and the most famous hellhound is, of course, the three-headed Cerberus. The titan Hecate in Greek mythology, who we spoke about before in the 27 Club episode, is a goddess of witchcraft and magic. She is one of the very few gods who could travel in and out of the underworld with ease, and mostly preferred it there. She was also associated with the crossroads, any place where two or more paths meet. The black dog is a sacred symbol to her. Hellhounds or black dog spirits have also been associated with and encountered at the crossroads, even when Hecate isn't involved, like in places far away from Greece and in other cultures, which is a pretty interesting coincidence if you ask me. Black dogs are also associated with Anubis, the Egyptian god of the dead who had the head of a black dog or jackal, which is still in the canine family, so I'm going to count it. In Norse mythology, Hel, the goddess of the underworld, has a large black dog named Garmir, who is a blood-soaked guardian chained to the gate of the underworld. It is said that his howl will mark the beginning of Ragnarok, the Nordic apocalypse. The Sholo is a real Mexican hairless dog breed that has a dark complexion who was believed to guide the spirits of the dead to the underworld and their afterlives. 
and in the Central American countries of Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, there is a belief in dog spirits called El Cadejo that include demonic black dogs that terrorize travelers and eat newborn babies. So it's clear that black dog spirits have become a trend in the paranormal world. There are a lot of repeating motifs in the paranormal world, such as if you're driving across a bridge and the lady gets in your car and she doesn't speak and then when you get over the bridge she's gone, or the ghost of a lake, or the shadow people, like the hat man. The black dog spirits are kind of like the hat man of ghost dogs, (laughs) if that makes sense. Black dogs also appear in the lore of long-haul truckers in America, believe it or not. It's believed that drivers will see a black dog with red eyes staring at them before they are to crash, either saving the driver from unsafe conditions or being the last thing the driver ever sees. There was a sighting of a pack of hellhounds reported in Palm Springs, California, which is right next to where I currently live, so I had to put this in somehow. Two neighbors saw a pack of giant ghost dogs running down the streets late one night. I didn't find much else about this. While these creatures are said to exist all over the world, they are infamous in the United Kingdom, specifically in England. Black dog encounters have been reported in almost every single county in the country, and also in neighboring countries Scotland and Wales, who both have the same exact entity in their respective cultures. The Scottish believed that a black dog would preside over an event called the Witch's Sabbath, which were secret gatherings of witchcraft practitioners. The Welsh believed that fairy hounds existed in the form of large black mastiffs with blazing red eyes. And don't let the word fairy fool you. In traditional Celtic and Welsh belief, fairies, or sometimes called the fae, are much more akin to demons than Disney would have you believe. Countless stories from all over the English countryside tell tales of the beasts stalking, attacking, and even killing their victims. Some stories paint the dogs in a more neutral and sometimes even protective light. But without further ado, here are the stories. Beginning with the big dog himself, the most famous of all the British hellhounds, the Black Shuck. The Black Shuck is the name of a black dog spirit that roams the Anglian region of eastern England. Also known as Old Shuck, or simply Shuck, the Old English word for devil or demon. The Black Shuck was described by a man named W.A. Dutt in his writing in 1901, saying, He takes the form of a huge black dog and prowls along dark lanes and lonesome field footpaths, where, although his howling makes the hearer's blood run cold, His footfalls make no sound. You may know him at once, should you see him, by his fiery eye. He has but one. And that, like the cyclops, is in the middle of his head. But such an encounter might bring you the worst of luck. It is even said that to meet him is to be warned that your death will occur before the end of the year. So you will do well to shut your eyes if you hear him howling. Shut them even if you are uncertain whether it is the dog fiend or the voice of the wind you hear. Mr. Dutt describes the beast as only having one eye in the middle of his face. Some people have described him this way, others have said that Black Shuck has two eyes. The Black Shuck, however, is the only black dog spirit that has been described with only one eye. The first reports of the beast happened at two different churches in the area, at right around the same time. 
On August 4th, 1577, the Black Shuck made his first appearance to the villagers, and it was a grand entrance. It was a stormy Sunday morning in Suffolk, and as usual, the churches were full, even during the storm, especially during the storm. All was well at the Holy Trinity Church that morning, right when a thunderclap boomed in the sky above, and the doors busted open, and the monster charges past the congregation and rips its way to the front, where it brutally mauls a man and a young boy to death in a bloody display. The black shuck leaves just as fast as he appears, leaving scorch marks at the door that are still visible to this day. The steeple of the church was also destroyed, however it is unclear if this was blamed on the dog or the storm. Twelve miles away, the same day, at St. Mary's Church, the beast was described entering the building, grabbing two different people kneeling in prayer by the throat at the same time and killing them. Many had said that the dog was the devil taking another form to kill the churchgoers. Other sightings continued to happen in East Anglia, however no tale ever portrayed the beast as brutal as he was on that stormy day. Old Shuck, yes, I see him, I should say, about 30 years ago. And where I see him was coming from Salthouse into Kellen. What a wonderful night it was, I always remember. The moon was at its fullest. In fact, I'd never seen such a beautiful night. And as I was pushing the old bike, I heard these rattling of these chains. And I thought to myself, oh, well, that's nothing. That's just a matter of a, a horse straying off the marshes. And uh, that kept coming nearer and nearer. And I thought to myself, well, I'd better stop here and let it pass. Well, as I got on the corner and I let it, as, uh, let it pass, as I thought, and it was past me as a form as a great big black shaggy dog. And do you know what? There was a gate dead opposite, and that passed through this gate. Well, being inquisitive, I thought to myself, well, I'll see where it's gone. Well, when I got to the gate, that never had been opened. So I said to the villagers the next night when I got there, the whole story, and they said, well, that's nothing. That's what they call old Shuck. He roamed these roads pretty frequently. He's been seen many a time. But I said I'd never see anything like that before. The Black Shuck has since become a folkloric icon, with many references to him being made in movies, television, and music. And although he may be the most famous among them, he certainly isn't the only hellhound in England. Another story comes from the big city of London. Newgate was a prison there from 1188 to 1902. This place was absolutely disgusting. It was said that you could feel the lice and bedbugs crunch under your feet as you walked. Prisoners, as you can imagine, were not treated very well, and many mentally ill people were left uncared for. The prison did have a bar, and supposedly the inmates were perpetually drunk. The smell from the outside of the prison was so rancid that citizens walking near the prison in London would cover their nose with handkerchiefs soaked in vinegar to cover the smell. Vinegar. Must have been pretty bad. Although I'm sure the rest of London didn't smell the best either. Sometime during the reign of King Henry III, a scholar named Luke Hutton was sent to Newgate under suspicion of practicing witchcraft. He was to remain there until his trial but sadly he would never see it. You see, this was during a famine, and if you can imagine whatever depravities are happening in a place like this, I'm guessing you know where this is going. Some of his fellow inmates killed him, dismembered him, and ate him. 
Starving people were known to resort to cannibalism in a famine, and people were even caught digging up graves and eating those people. Let's talk about that. Anyways, shortly thereafter, the ghost of a large black dog would begin to be seen walking the corridors at night. People began to believe it was the spirit of the dead warlock coming back for revenge. The dog hunted down each of the perpetrators until the remaining survivors made a prison escape. Legend has it that the dog still caught up to them all. Hundreds of reports of the black dog would persist at the Newgate prison ever since, and even in the remaining portions of the execution area, the spirit is still seen. It's said that it has an extremely revolting smell and is accompanied by the sound of prisoners being dragged to their deaths. There are a multitude of black dog sightings in England, so obviously I can't include them all, but here are a few more that caught my attention. In northern England, a shape-shifting black dog haunts a road. Here, he waits for travelers where he can help them find their way or lead them astray. On the Isle of Man, a black dog haunts the Peel Castle. Once a drunken guard approached the dog and then turned away, pale-faced, screaming. The guard supposedly died three days later, and a black dog is still seen there to this day. In Devon, England, a headless black dog is seen with its companion, who is either believed to be the Norse god Odin or the devil. If you see the dog, supposedly you will die within the year. Also in Devon, there was a squire, Richard Cabell, who was also a huntsman, it was said that he had sold his soul to the devil. When he died in 1677, black hounds are said to have appeared around his burial chamber. The ghostly huntsman is said to ride with black dogs. This story inspired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle to write his famous Sherlock Holmes story, The Hound of the Baskervilles. And if you remember from the 27 Club episode, Robert Johnson, the blues singer who supposedly also sold his soul for talent, like Richard Cabell, had told much of the story of his selling his soul and his music, and even had a song called Hellhound on My Trail. An American Redditor shared their personal story on r paranormal, a place for people to post their first-hand paranormal experiences. He believes he had two separate experiences with a hellhound, don't kill me, I tried to find a personal story of someone from England to match with the theme, but this was the best fit for this episode. I think you'll like it. Here is the very scary story, posted by Redditor U slash 06 AIM. I've had a few different paranormal experiences in my life, but these are the only two occurrences that I can remember that involved a beast of any sort. I believe I witnessed the same creature slash being twice within a few days to a week of each other in my town. I'll begin with the first sighting I had. I live in a nice suburb of Metro Detroit. There aren't many large animals in the area, aside from deer. The only other animals in the area are your typical pets, squirrels, and the occasional fox or two for the most part. It's a pretty tame area. I was driving through the neighborhood leaving my girlfriends around midnight last summer. As I was driving north on a street in the subdivision, something caught my eye from the very left edge of my field of view. It appeared to be a very large and well-built creature, hurtling from a backyard and into the street. I slammed on my brakes immediately in disbelief at what I was witnessing. It was moving extremely fast. I don't have a good estimate, but I would say at least 40 to 50 miles per hour. The yard in which it emerged from was directly facing a short cul-de-sac that backed up to some trees and then more houses beyond that. 
I immediately turned right facing the court so that my headlights would illuminate the path it seemed to be running. I was only able to witness it for a few more seconds, but I have no doubt in my mind whatever I witnessed was real. The creature was very large. If I had to compare to the size of another animal, I'd say it was about the size of an adult lion. The body type appeared to be that of a dog, although I've never seen any breed of dog this size, and there are absolutely no wild-slash-stray dogs in the area. It had a pitch-black coat, and while I could only slightly make out the shape of its head from the side, I never saw its eyes or mouth. When it ran past my headlights, initially, it never acknowledged my presence. It did not turn and look at me, slow down, or do anything that was directed towards me. When I turned facing the court, I was only able to see the back of the creature before it disappeared into the backyard of the center house on the court and into the woods. Determined to get a better look, I drove recklessly out of the court and around the bend to the street in which the yard would back up to, but it was already gone. I continued to drive home and tell my girlfriend about what I had seen. With no explanation, I kind of shrugged it off as just being a very unusual night. Now, this is what I believe was my second encounter with what I'm guessing was a hellhound. I don't remember exactly how many days later it was, probably about a week, but I went to smoke a cigarette outside my house around midnight. I typically go out through my garage and smoke on the side of my house next to the garage. I put on my shoes and walk through my laundry room to the garage door. As I stepped into my garage, I had a very bad feeling overtake me. It's the type of feeling you get when you think you're being watched or stalked. The hairs on my neck and arms stood up and I felt a very eerie, sinking feeling in the bottom of my stomach. I paused, still not breathing, to assess the situation. A few seconds passed and I heard and saw nothing. I looked over to my right to see that the side door was completely shut, but something still did not feel right. There are two vehicles that stay parked in my garage that are for summer driving only. I look around and still don't see or hear anything. Then, out of what seemed like nowhere, the furthest vehicle from me begins to shake. I immediately think, oh, it's just a cat. But then I realize there's no way any house cat in my neighborhood could cause the vehicle to move like that. That's when it went from scary to absolutely frightening. As the car is shaking, I hear the most horrific sound I probably will ever hear in my entire life. It sounded like an extremely deep growl mixed with a high, alternating pitches of screeching all at the same time. The noise hit me at the deepest, most primal level and struck a level of fear I've never even experienced. Even when I face life or death situations, I've never felt this feeling. It was deafeningly loud and the vehicle began to shake even more. The noise was more horrifying than anything Hollywood could dream up. It sounded like whatever it was, was warning me to leave, but then began to get angered at my presence. I was too afraid to stay any longer and immediately slammed the door into my house and locked both locks. I put a note on the door telling my brother to go out of the front in the morning as there's something in the garage and it's extremely agitated. I ended up calming down and going to sleep without really worrying about it. When I woke up, I saw my note and kind of laughed to myself for being so afraid. I went out through the front door and walked around to the side of my garage. The door was still shut. I sighed and decided that if it was daylight, there was nothing to be afraid of. I opened the door away from me very quickly. Before I could blink, a pitch black creature sprinted out of the door. 
This time, it was not as large as my initial encounter, but moved faster than any animal I've ever seen in person. It appeared to be the size of a medium to large-sized dog, but the speed which it was moving was inconsistent with any dog. Again, it seemed to be moving over 50 miles an hour, allowing me to only see it for a few seconds before it was over 50 yards from me, disappearing into the woods. Again with the second encounter, it never looked at me, and I never got a glimpse of its face or its eyes. I never stopped to think that what I had seen might have been paranormal until today. When I searched the description, I was horrified to see it matched that of a hellhound. Fun stuff today. I'd be scared as hell if I saw something like that. But what could be the reasoning for this phenomenon? Are they truly beasts from hell? Or are they all the devil or demons taking other forms? We will never know. But an old English tradition might give us some context. In older English traditions, it was believed that the first person to be buried in a graveyard by a church would eternally guard it from those who would perform sacrilege there. Witches, warlocks, vampires, grave robbers, and even the devil himself would be warded off by this guardian. So, in order to avoid giving such a task to the soul of a human, it became customary for priests to bury a black dog alive in the graveyard so that its spirit would become what was called a grim, which is described exactly like the black dog spirit. Many grims and many black dog spirits are actually seen in cemeteries, even some in America. And I'm not sure if the preachers were aware of this, but that sounds like some grade A ritual sacrifice, blood magic type shit right there. So who knows who or what might have reacted to that? Maybe something in hell did respond. Another interesting concept is that of a phenomenon called the wild hunt. This is something I only stumbled upon reading for this episode, and I can't believe I'd never heard of this before. Essentially, the wild hunt is a phenomenon found all over Europe. It consists of a hunt in the woods and in the countryside, performed by dozens of ravaging spirits of the dead, led by none other than the god Odin, and accompanied by phantom horses and, you guessed it, large ghostly black dogs with red eyes. Variations of the event differ from country to country. Some places, like France, believe that Satan is the one leading the hunt. But for the most part, it remains the same. There was actually a wild hunt recorded in the county over from the Black Shuck. A chronicle recording an event found in the Peterborough Abbey states that a wild hunt took place there in 1127. The text reads, Many men both saw and heard a great number of huntsmen hunting. The huntsmen were jet black, huge, and hideous, and rode on black horses and on black he-goats and the hounds were jet black with eyes like saucers and horrible. This was seen in the very deer park of the town of Peterborough, and in all the woods that stretch from the same town to Stamford. And in the night the monks heard them sounding and winding their horns. Reliable witnesses who kept watch in the night declared that there might well have been as many as twenty or thirty as near they could tell. This was seen and heard from the time of his arrival, all through Lent, and right up to Easter. So maybe they just left one of their ghost dogs there. The more I dug into this topic, the deeper and deeper it got, and I was not expecting it to go that far. 
The origins of the wild hunt might go back predating Norse and even Germanic mythology to a mystery proto-European religion. And all throughout this rabbit hole, I found more and more accounts of these black dogs. Who's to say? I have an open mind about it. I mean, if I can believe in the hat man, I can believe in hellhounds, I guess. Maybe they aren't physically attacking people, just being creepy in the distance. It could just be how we perceive some type of dark spirit or demon. Or maybe it's all just a myth and people are over-exaggerating when they see rabid dogs or wolves. If it wasn't a death omen, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. If you would like more content or to hear about future episodes, feel free to reach out to me on my TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram, username at thedarkivescast. Don't forget to click follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on and to leave a review of my show. It helps grow the podcast and helps me connect with my listeners so I can continue to put out as much quality content as I can. Let me know what creepy things you'd like to hear covered, and if you have your own personal paranormal story, I'd love to hear that as well. That is all I have for you today. So until next time, cover your doors, (laughs) cover your windows, lock your doors, and I'll see you on the other side.